I was, I remember for me, the most nerve wracking part was the intros. Cause the songs I knew had been practicing these songs for months and I, I was still nervous. And every once in a while, Jordan would be like, Hey, why don't you sing the lead tonight? I'm like, why don't you go to heck? Like, that's oh. a, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and it was good. I should have done it. I wish I had done it honestly. But like, you know, anytime there was extra pressure, it was like, Nope, I would learn yeah. the fifth. So on a lot of endings, I would find the fifth part and, and it sounded great in practice. And then we would try to do it on stage. <laughs> I could, it was gone, just gone. So I had to find the fifth because Jordan loved that because that's a Gaither vocal band thing. And oh, yeah. Jordan loved that. And he would be like, dude, that sounds great. You got to do that tonight. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't perform on stage beyond what I'm already doing. It's not happening. So I would then have to teach it to John Mingy so he could sing the part that I found because I couldn't remember it on stage because oh, I was too nervous. Anyway, I was always super nervous about the intros because the songs we knew, but the intros, I was like, uh, I'm uh, Stuart from... <laughs> <laughs> because I had moved yeah. so much, I was from three different places. I had, I would grew up in Indiana, then we moved to Missouri, and then we were in Alabama. So I think I introduced myself from Alabama because because Randy Tool was a big deal in the IFB circles, and so it was yeah. cooler to be from there. But I remember one night I got really nervous, and I instead of saying I'm from or something normal, I said I hail, and I never heard the end of that. Like, Ooh, Stuart, where do you hail from? What's a hail? like oh okay like everyone gave me so much crap and they should have that was just weird so anyways i don't know why i'm telling you oh stuff. that that reminds me uh, uh we gave joyce a hard time she slipped yes. up one day and said that she was um descendants of the aztec indians that's awesome like that. that's awesome oh. you think about it we should have we we honestly should have like done different stuff every night just to mess around <laughs> that would have been so much fun oh, um, yeah, everything that. was so rehearsed you know even the oh, yeah. sermons um oh, yeah, you know, well especially with pete like scott was an evangelist before he was doing this so scott had like three billion sermons yeah rarely heard the same one but uh, pete was like the life sermon life and like maybe two, yeah and like two yeah. others <laughs> yeah. yeah no it was it was funny to watch because every single um illustration you could hear Dr. Cowling saying it, and you could look over to Mrs. Cowling because she was always on the front row, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. supporting her. Yeah, yeah. She would be mouthing, mouthing? it the entire time. It was like, whoa, she knows this by That's heart. Um, so, yeah, if you ever got stuck, you could just look over at her and she could. She already knew. Yeah, she'd get right back on track. Um, but, oh, man. That's oh. hilarious. I think. Oh. Uh, we had we had some interesting meals. Um, I think one of the worst ones uh, was so you know there's pepperoni on pizza, and I know I've talked about this before. There's pepperoni on pizza, but these people, and it wasn't like, hey, we're gonna try this out. It was like, this is one of our favorite meals that we eat, and I was like, oh, okay, well, it must be delicious. <laughs> and then instead of pepperoni, it was hot dogs, like you know, like you would put in your mac and cheese, right, like little rounds. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm a redneck. I'm trailer trash. I should be, you know, this makes, yeah, you know what? Hot dogs and pizza. I like them both. And I've been into it. I was like, I want to die. Like, this, is the, this is the worst concoction I've ever had. <laughs> oh my God. And you had to eat it though. And then you're you done. Know? Yeah. Well, I was not great. I was, be I don't know. I think it was a pastor's kid entitlement in me. I was great at like, let me get five napkins and set it on top of this and throw it away. <laughs> And uh, that's what I, I did that often. I remember the first, it was spring tour, right? Cause we had spring for like a week, then summer, then fall. And every once in a while we would go out to like some other little thing over a weekend. But yeah. um, 
I remember going on spring tour. Nick, Nick, Matt, someone lost their tie, and I don't remember how that you know that was a. I remember that being a huge ordeal. Like, why is I lost a skirt? Oh boy! (laughs) (laughs) You'd think they'd give us like spares. Like, they really should have given everyone spares. Yeah, yeah. They had the money. We were raising money for them all summer. So what? Oh man, we were Um, we were raking it in. Hand over fist. Yeah. Yeah. But we. I remember that first that first meeting I was because I had always wanted to go on tour the the ladies groups would come every year to our church and it was a dream and my mom had got on tour and I was like oh my and I tried every year I I guess maybe not my freshman year I don't know but at least every year up until my junior year I don't know I I don't remember but like I remember trying out and just being devastated every time I didn't make it because this was a very very much a bucket list thing for me and then I finally made it I was on tour I was on tour with a really cool tour pastor and my my buddy from from high school basically from camp was with me like this is a dream come true and we get to that first meeting and it was great we had a good night you know and then we get to the potluck or whatever after and i was like man just piling food on and then i realized i, I had the realization like dude this is just another potluck all this food is terrible <laughs> and i started picking through it and i was like yeah this is all really bad food i just got way too psyched on this experience and you have to throw it all away this is all like i don't know it's all like uh what, what's the word what's the midwest thing that we just that's all we eat a casserole it was all yeah, casserole yeah, yeah and that was if i had any actual complaint about tour it was the food was just garbage <laughs> like it was no uh, see we, we yeah but you in southwest yeah, yeah you did great yeah. oh such good food um you know, we had the best mes- Mexican restaurants oh, I believe in California. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was really good food. Um, even the potlucks. Yeah, well, say. you got good cooks out there. But again, I'm from the Midwest. I love the Midwest. I will always want to move back there. I love Indiana with all my heart. Yeah. But our food is trash. Unless you're in a big city, <laughs> unless you're in a big city that has, you know, a lot of, of, of different nationalities in it, you're not, unless you're in Chicago or... I wouldn't even say Indianapolis, but unless you're in like Chicago or some other big city, like you're not getting good food. It's just not happening. So and it's, it's funny because I'll go home to Indiana or Missouri and people will be like, oh, you got this Mexican restaurant is so good. You've got to try it. And I'm like, this is paste salsa. Like this is not, no. <laughs> this yeah. is terrible. <laughs> I will say that the going Southwest kind of ruined me yeah. as far as oh, finding yeah. any good Mexican restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. I feel you. I feel oh, you. I love, the, go ahead. I love the Southwest so much. I uh, married a guy from there. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> it had quite an impression. Um, <laughs> I want to hear about your platform dynamic. If, if, if this story brings anything to mind, Okay. but I remember, um, you know, training was interesting because we had Jake Eastler and no one's going to do that falsetto. Uh, no, not falsetto that vibrato. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and that's what he wanted out of our tenor. And our tenor was like, no, I can't go. Uh, gotta, no one, that's not a, no. It's like he, you know, would purposely shake. Yes, dude, it was too much. And like, I'm just going to, who cares, who cares, whatever, Jake. I highly doubt Jake. John would watch this before Jake would. So, um, went, went maybe Jake will watch it. Say that yeah. again. You went out with John? I went out with John. Ah! <laughs> but like, he was one of those people that had that super high voice. So it doesn't, like, that was a thing. Not unlike the the male pianist 
if you had a super high voice, didn't mean you were going to get on tour, but you had a really good chance just because you had a high register and there weren't a lot of us. That's way on the, that's a big time side note. Um, but I remember Terrence did not take our pianist, did not take any crap like ever. And he got pissed. Like we'd be practicing and couldn't get something. He'd be like, guys, can you please just like get this together? Because, oh my God. Cause again, this was his like, I don't know, third year, second year, something like probably his third. And he was, he wasn't over it. But like when we would screw up, he was really over it. Like I, yeah. he was, he hated it. But I remember one night, cause it's a common thing, especially in, I don't think in, as a professional, but in church circles, when something's wrong, it's an easy thing to look at the pianist and be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> but I remember one night, I don't remember what happened, but we were at that church where we stayed in the camper. I remember that. That was the <laughs> church we were at. Crazy. We were on the platform, and I don't think we were practicing. I think we were, it was time. We weren't miking up like it was time. And something went wrong, and it was us. It was totally us. And someone, I think one person turned, and then the rest of us turned to look at Terrence. And Terrence legit was just like, <laughs> and wouldn't play. He just sat there. Awesome. So we had to go awesome. back in a cappella and wait for him to come in because we screwed it up and then looked at him like some dumb bumpkins like come on man he was just like no i'm not taking that from you guys i didn't do this you did it now you fix it <laughs> that vividly and and i had respect for that like yeah it wasn't it wasn't you it was us okay so do you have what do you have do you have any either platform dynamic story or did you guys have a good dynamic or any any faux pas besides the aztec uh, princess story um which is great i need to shoot her a message and be like hey i heard <laughs> Aztec descent. Someone said back in 2006, they heard oh, you sing. Man. Oh man, we That's never hilarious. let her that one down. Good. I um, she'll remember it when I hit her up with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I think I messed up one time and started a, a song intro in the wrong key. But I, I don't remember what happened. Like if yeah. we just kind of went with Acclimated. it. Yeah. Um, or you know what? Um I do remember there was one particular song. I kind of taken some of the beginning parts from Robert Lopez. Yeah. Um, he did the same kind of intro and I'm like, yeah, I like that, you know? And, and I was in charge of coming up with all of right. the extra Your stuff. Arrangements, okay, yeah. why not? Um, but when we got to youth conference and I played it for, I don't remember who. Um, you had to, oh yeah, you had, you had to play ahead of time? Yeah, yeah, you had to make sure that your songs were approved. Oh, I know what we did. Platform. I think, okay, yeah, I think we did that for a couple songs, and then Scott had us, like, come out, like, randomly at the end of his sermon, and that one we didn't get approved. <laughs> but it was Scott. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yeah. go ahead. So you had to get it approved. Uh, but, yeah, when, when I got it approved. Um, Colston was approving it? Or I no? think it was. I think it was. Yeah, um, she's a stickler. She said, you need to change that up. And it threw me off because, I mean, we've been, been doing, doing it all summer. What, That's the end of already? tour. Isn't the end of tour youth conference? No, we went for another two oh, weeks we, after oh, that. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah. That's but, <laughs> but, anyway, so it threw me off. And I was so yeah. super nervous for that one song. I'm like, man, you know, I've, I've got this practiced. Once I got started on the intro, I kind of went into the zone. Because behind the piano, you can kind of hide. You don't see the crowd. You don't notice that you're playing for like 10,000 Yeah, like you said, you're in the zone, yeah. 
yeah. So um, I was I was very much acclimated to being behind the piano. Yeah. Um, but it went off without a hitch. Um, I forgot. We sang the whole same song all summer, and then we got to youth conference. Saved was the song, and I had us. My solo was the second verse, <laughs> and legit, we're in front of this huge crowd, and it's time for my solo. And I've sung this song all summer. Months I've sung this song. We practiced it in rehearsal yeah. before the summer. Oh, the, yeah. the lyrics are gone. I'm standing oh. here with my mic in hand in front oh. of however many thousand kids, and I've got nothing. <laughs> and Nick, my God, saved my life. He just leaned over and whispered it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I picked it. I got right into it, no problem. And I'm sure a few folks were the wiser, but I was just petrified. Because oh, yeah. I knew, like, I had the whole first verse was Jordan. I knew I had time. I had the chorus. I was good. And then it came time and everything just was gone. I just lost everything. I had nothing. That was oh, so man. embarrassing. <laughs> I've had that happen before or like my voice will shake yeah, when I'm singing. So I was so glad that I was behind the piano. piano. <laughs> um, I mean, you can't really shake when you're playing the piano. Right. So. And if you do, who notices unless you're, you know, getting Unless crazy you totally it. botch it. Right. Like every note wrong. Right. <laughs> Yeah. That not the same thing, but similarly, that was why we kind of, we kind of got to choose our roles as far as like after the service was over. So mm -hmm. I chose to do the table because I don't like people, and the only time I had to talk to people, I didn't have to recruit none of that jazz. Mm -hmm. All I had to do, was, yeah, right. Uh, all I had to do was sell people stuff. The year that I went, we did. Two Where did you record? We we were the last tour group to record at down at Faith. Yeah. Music mission. Mm -hmm. Evansville, Center. Indiana. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was cool. That was, you know, you felt it was. a privileged group going that is down. Super cool. Yeah. So um We recorded the year after, you know, we recorded the year yeah, after. Yeah, we were the last one down in the basement. Yeah. Ridiculous. I couldn't believe that. And then I think after that they went to Sweetwater in Fort Wayne, I think. Oh, okay. Um, they also did the tour pictures. Um, we were the last ones to get them done at a studio. Um, Where did we do our tour pictures? You you probably did right, them at the basement. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yearbook office, it, which it, is the basement. <laughs> yep. If you, oh my God, yeah. And then we did. I think we only did one CD. But we did when we did the the choir with everyone with all the groups we mm, recorded yeah. that in the chapel <laughs> it's just like this is laura actually laura taylor um uh, allison commented yep. when i posted that about the the tour song um she was she commented and was just like i can't believe we we recorded in the auditorium she's like i was singing and i was like this is gonna be so bad <laughs> and honestly i'm not here to say it's, it's a terrible cd i'm not here to say it's good at all i still listen to it i don't care what anyone thinks mm. um but like for where we recorded someone did some serious magic with mixing that because it just yeah sounded much worse. it had to have been yeah. yeah i mean when you're recording there's so much that goes into it you know the yes. sound room and and all yes. these it, and, yeah the microphones oh, everything man. they messed ours up though like i I, I worked hard to get my part on um, you know the piano part yeah to to a company and our group was good yeah being honest, like uh, yeah, if you've got if you've got look if you've got Hannah Goddard in your group, you know, and and Joyce, those are powerhouse vocalists. Yeah, like yeah. there's a reason Joyce and Steve were always singing together. Like mm -hmm. you know, that's they they were good. You know, yeah, absolutely, it makes sense. Yeah. But would you, um, would you have? Uh, 
Who else did you have? Jessica Finley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aswarty, um, which Dr. Cowling, I guess, set up her parents. So yeah, that makes sense. That's a big thing. You know, he would yeah. introduce us all. Um, Hillary, um, Hillary Hall. Oh, yeah, Hillary's great. Yes, yes. Um, is that it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, Lacey, get... Lacey Young. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, Lacey's been doing that her whole life, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you had powerhouse names, too. Finley and Young names. and Goddard. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what happened, you happened to your, what happened to your, your... So, when we recorded, recording. you know, they, they would play it back for us, and yeah. it sounded amazing. I thought Not it was good. And then and they screwed it all, up. all that um, instrumental stuff in the background mm -hmm. and it made it so overpowering that you couldn't hear my piano playing. That's the faith. That's the faith. And like it's in putting all that bass and stuff. Oh, that Jericho song. I loved, I loved yeah. playing it. Um, and yeah, they just, they covered it all up. They went fundamental difference with it is what they did. <laughs> they threw a bunch of bass and crap strings. That's uh, not strings. That's a synthesizer. It's so bad. Their strings were so bad. Oh God! Yeah, we have yes. our own. I still, here. I still have the CDs. We did two: Good. a patriotic and then a regular one. Oh, why don't? So. I, is it on Spotify? Do you know if it's on Spotify? I don't know. You should look it up. Ours is. Yeah, crazy <laughs> enough as that sounds, ours is on Spotify, and and pretty much everything after ours is on Spotify. But I don't know. Oh, okay. I think this is America's on there too. Not that, not the Childish Gambino song. That's so funny. I just realized that. That is not just a Donald Glover Childish Gambino song that's very uh, politically charged, but it's also the title of like the old school Hal Anderson patriotic CD. This is America. Oh my God. Oh that's my crazy. goodness. <laughs> um, I'll put that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look at um, the tour CDs that I can find and see if yours is on there. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know why I really revel in talking about tour. <laughs> to be fair, it was one of the funnest summers of my life. I had such a great time. Me too. Um, I think you, did, yeah, you did as well. So, it's fun to talk about. Like, it's it's a weird thing. It's to me, it's a very weird thing because I I haven't made a career out of this podcast. That'd be great if I was getting paid for this. I'm not complaining, but like, I have made a big, you know, this is a big chunk of my life to, you know, to say all the things I'm saying and to talk about the IFB, but still <laughs> that summer is a, is a high mark for me a big big time um oh that's what was one thing i wanted to say which i probably already said on the podcast but i remember our tenor who shall continue to remain nameless and what was funny was we were at a, a church a very small church this is what i was saying was weird was some of the biggest churches did not give us the greatest places to stay or the greatest food and some of these small churches like it was a little church in the middle of nowhere in indiana and they put us up in a really nice hotel and but you know it was three to a room and there were two beds so our tenor and jordan and me were all you know in the same room those two fools were trying to convince me that i should sleep on the floor so they could each have a bed and i'm like look i'm not excited about sleeping with either of you guys but you could also sleep together i don't care and so i was just like why don't what's wrong someone sleeping with someone i don't care i'm not sleeping on the floor and to be honest i don't remember how that night turned out aside from the fact that I did sleep on a bed, but yeah, they weren't, they weren't stoked on that. I'm not mad at Jordan for that. Um, but I'm just saying like, it was funny that they were like, Oh, you should sleep on the floor. Like, no, oh <laughs> no, I'm not sleeping on the floor. Absolutely um, not. Oh. 
training was interesting too. I remember when we first met Scott Gray, when we found out who our tour pastor was going to be, I was, I had um, my, my, I can't remember if we were engaged or not. I feel like we were engaged. My fiance, at least my girlfriend at the time, had given me a quinceanera ring. So it was like a little tiny ring that she had gotten for her 15th birthday. And it was gold and it was very like pliable. So I wore it on my, and it was a heart. And I wore it on my pinky all the time. Really, definitely a big no-no. I don't know how I got away with that. Um, but I wore it on my pinky. And I remember um, who, I think it was Jake was telling us after Scott met with us, he was like, he thought everyone was okay except me and i don't that that didn't hold throughout the whole summer <laughs> but because i had this pinky ring he was like so with that guy's pinky ring oh <laughs> and again i'm not saying that against scott it was just funny that i remember that that he was he was not a fan of my ring <laughs> it's very funny oh, um, but yeah tra- i i i don't think i don't really think i enjoyed training that much just because we it was very like i don't i think i know why i didn't enjoy training i didn't enjoy training because before before that, um, it wasn't even training that I was doing. Me and Robert Lopez would meet like on days when there just wasn't that much going on or whatever. We would meet in the practice rooms and me and him would just, he would play and we would both sing. And we would do that for like hours. I remember doing that several times. And that for me is some of my best memories from college, just hanging out because he's, Robert's so talented. And yeah. the fact that he would take the time. And what we would always say is we would always, the premise was, well, we're, we're going to sing a special in chapel and that's why. <laughs> We practiced for hours on end, so many different songs, and we did end up one time singing one special in college. And Robert had the, the it wasn't like we couldn't get on the on the the docket for chapel. Like it was Robert Lopez. Yeah. We could do whatever we wanted. We just didn't do it. We were just screwing around. Playing the, he was playing and we were singing. It was so much fun. But I think that's why I didn't like training as much because you know now it was with the crew, it was less free form yeah. and Jake was over our shoulders yelling at yeah. us because you couldn't you needed to sound a little bit like signature sound or Gaither vocal band, but not too much. Exactly. Yeah. Did you ever have any troubles when you came back from tour? Kind of like that intro. Did you ever have anything else like that as far as like, Oh, you know, you got accustomed to doing it this way, but now you're back in the rigidity of our, our, our system and you can't do it like that now. Are you talking about college like you, in general or singing oh, in the group? Both, both. Yeah, both. Um, but, Singing in the group first. <laughs> well, singing then, in the group, let's see. When we came back. Because um, like you said, when you came back for youth conference, you know, that intro yeah, for was youth not. youth conference, I had to change it up. I was not influenced by other music. Um, nice. Yeah, I, was, I was one of the good girls. Oh, <laughs> how dare you. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. We we went to one church that gave us, um, it was Clint Miller's church. I don't know oh, if you know. Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. He Rest gave us peace. a bunch of his CDs and all oh, my yeah. You they got that twang. Amazing. Yeah. Um, even though they weren't approved. Uh-huh. Um, and then Doc would listen to this twangy old time. Yeah. Yeah. He would play in the, in the um, sprinter. So, Sounds right. Um, but no, that didn't really affect my style at all. So I didn't have to change anything. Gotcha. Um, but for fall tour, we were missing a girl. Um, Lacey did not come with us. Huh, I don't remember why. Well, it's Ray's um, daughter. She can do what she wants. <laughs> really? <laughs> he was well, running the show. Was, we were supposed to record at an independent, like someone outside oh. of the college was going to record us doing some songs so we could have our own CD. Nice. And Doc canceled it all because he's like, well, Lacey's not there. And she planned on and drove down to meet us. 
Um, oh. So yeah, that was kind of awkward. That's real awkward. But we were we were quick about it to you know yeah. change parts and whatnot, so it wasn't a problem. Right. But I think the biggest part was my mannerisms. You know, being on yeah. tour it was flirty and fun. Yeah. And, you know, we have it's a different world. We have free reign, pretty much. I didn't mm -hmm. have to have permission to go anywhere. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't have to wear nylons every place. Well, I did have to wear. For, uh, yeah. When we were just for performances, yeah. Um, but it was a lot more free and open. And then you go back to college, and it's rigid. You know, everything is you know tuition yeah. slips. And um, <laughs> I remember getting in trouble um, student teaching because I was talking to one of the um, high school boys, and mm -hmm. like that was the same way I would talk on tour. And all right, of a sudden, to the it's same age group. Yeah. Same trip, exactly. Like yeah. I had someone your age fill out a lap application just last month, but okay. Right. But now um, you're in trouble. So that was a hard flip. Um, yeah. But at that point too, Scott was kind of going all crazy with his sermons. Yeah. <laughs> and so at that point, I didn't really care. Right. Um, so yeah. You were on your way out. <laughs> yeah. I, I blamed it on like senioritis, you know, I just right. can't believe I can't stay in college anymore, but right. it really, it really that transition had to be tough. It was, it was yeah. extremely tough. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is crazy coming back from not like a sense of entitlement, but a sense of like, and, and it wasn't just like the freedom you had. It was also all the work you did for the college all summer. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden I have to go back to being one of the minions. Like, I don't, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I don't like that. <laughs> no one liked it. <laughs> I did get to work out, um, outside of the college. That oh, that's dope. Year. Yeah. Where did you work? If you don't mind. Um, I worked at two different places. Uh, first one was a cleaning job and I'm trying to think it was in Gary. Okay. <laughs> Little dicey. Uh, we were about 15 minutes away from the church. So Wednesday nights okay. we would go and clean. It was, hurry, rush, finish, and then and barely squeak it in for church. Yeah. Um, and then that job kind of shut down on its own. Um, and then I started working for the, it was an insurance, no, not insurance. It was home health care. Home health care. Yes. Do you I'm remember that? I didn't do it because I suck at sales, but yes, I'm very familiar. Yeah. A lot of the guys worked for home health. Well, yeah. it was, it was the, the women's job the clerical we were side. taking care of the people. Yeah. We yeah. would go into the homes and either buy them groceries oh, or okay. clean their houses. Or um, one time we were asked to go get cigarettes. And nice. I'm like, I can't. Don't that before? <laughs> like, I was so terrified. And um, I remember awesome. my, my partner, um, Kathy, oh, what was her last name? Householder? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, John House, right? She, I feel like. I don't remember. Um, she had red hair. Uh, but she yeah. went in to go get it. So I'm like, I can't. I just, I can't. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> That's wicked. a line I can't cross. Right. Um, but I was the one that had the, the vehicle. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're still <laughs> but, a cop. Uh, I was fired from yeah. that position. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I worked there for about three, four weeks, maybe. And I oh, loved man. it. It was yeah. an awesome job. Um, I got to be out in the real world with yeah. real people that didn't go to Hiles Anderson right. College or First Baptist Church. Um, I learned how to make collard greens while I was there. <laughs> loved awesome. the, the interaction. I, I didn't mind cleaning. Um, yeah. But yeah, we showed up one day and 
they were like, you know, we're restructuring and we've decided to cancel all of you guys' jobs and just have these two ladies do everybody. So Ooh. make sure you give all your reports and everything over to them. So there wasn't and, a discussion. It was like, you're out. Yeah, no, there was, there was no, you know, filing a complaint or anything against right. us, you know, nothing that we had done. It was just, we decided to let you go. And I had never, I'd yeah. never been fired from a job. Never. Ah. Um, so I scrambled, you know, like, okay, where, where can I work? And right. um, I went right back to your book office. Yep. So, <laughs> that so works. Anyway. <laughs> you got to make money somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, my God. We had, uh, when we came back, we had, I didn't have to do as much like acclimation as far as like, cause again, it's always easier for the guys, but I do remember we, we were singing. It's always a big competition between everyone else and the Highlander singing men. We hated the Highlander mm -hmm. singing men. Yeah. They got their own CD that year. So pissed. They got to go record at Gaither studios uh, in Indiana, which I was not okay with. None of us were, we were all mad. And Anthony Collins is really the reason like we, we, we I was roommates with Mark Clementine, the bass. Like we, we were fine with them, but like Anthony Collins gets everyone all riled up against each other. Yeah. And I remember we wanted to sing the first chapel special and the Hollander singing men wanted to sing the first chapel special. And somehow Scott Gray worked it out that we got to sing the first chapel special. What? Yeah. So we were very proud of that. And we not only did that, we were singing a song that we put together, not put together, but learned to sing together on tour. And it was a Gaither vocal band song. Not like a newer one. It was one of Bill's older songs that was literally, literally in the soul stirring, soul stirring songs and like the blue hymnals. Wasn't it soul stirring or was it not? I feel like it was soul stirring, but yeah, it was in the blue hymnal, the blue hymnal that we had in chapel that everyone had. So we're practicing it, you know, the day of a little bit ahead of time, we're doing our mic check and Ray Young walks through. We don't think anything of it. He just, you know, sauntering through with his red tie. I don't think he has any other colored ties. And um, anyways, I got things to say about Ray. Anyways, um, and I'm about to say him right now. So he walks through and we don't think anything of it. We're just singing. And, and then, you know, then next thing we know, we're all in Anthony Collins' office. We're all in Activities' office because Ray heard it and his remarks were, oh, oh my goodness, not another Gaither vocal band song. Like, we can't do that to start off the school year. We were like, dude, it's in the hip. Like, we sing it at what kind of like you know you're saying like oh i i talked to another kid you know mm -hmm. the same exact kind of scenario and now i'm in trouble like yeah. yeah so like we were just like we sang this all summer bro like just because it's not one of our tour songs doesn't mean it and because it's written by gate it's in your hymnal <laughs> so we were not happy and he um so anthony was like reaming us out and then ray comes in and we're like well we're screwed and he comes in and kind of looks us all over. And we're, you know, we're coming back from tour. We're the rock stars, right? And so we, our hair is not done just right. And we're, our clothes are a little whatever. We don't care. We're the cool kids. Ray just lit us. Everyone but Jordan, not against him, but because he's HB. Jordan was the only one that didn't get ripped. We all got ripped. Ray put his fingers through my hair and said, did you even put a comb in your hair today? Oh, my word. Which I hadn't. <laughs> but who cares? Yeah. So it was very, that was, and after that we were then scott came to us and was like hey he's talking about canceling like you're not even going to get to go on fall tour and Whoa. but at this but but i was like yeah okay but my tuition's already okay great my <laughs> tuition's already paid you're telling me i get a week off of work and i can start a real job and i don't have to pause it for fall tour okay sounds good we were up with the whole consensus of everyone we were like 
Sounds great. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't care. But we did we did go on fault tour, I remember, because I got in trouble with Randy Tool. <laughs> so this is the note from, I swear to God, this is the note from the incident. And if you remember, I don't think, I don't know if you ever would have gotten one of these, but what Ray would do, so you write, you would write, you would address it to him. So it's scribbled out. Mm -hmm. I address it to him. Then Ray would, Ray wouldn't write you a note back. Mm. Ray would readdress it to you. Oh, I'm looking at it wrong. He would readdress it to you. And then here's my big long note. And then he would write over top of your note at the bottom. This is him responding oh, to it. me. I, even have my well, I was never privileged, privileged to get one of those. Yeah, but it's an a-hole way to write a note. Write me an actual note back. Don't write on top of my stuff. I said, I just wanted to thank you for correcting me on Wednesday for my hair. Yeah, this is what it's from. I do apologize for not cooperating with our Hiles Anderson way of combing our hair. I want you to know that the way that you saw my hair comb for chapel on Wednesday, that's what it was, this is what it was for, will remain the same throughout the entire year. It did not. Uh, and in fact, he caught me again. Um, this is not something that I will allow to become a stumbling block between myself and the staff and faculty here at Hiles Anderson College. I do offer my sincerest apologies for my previous hairstyle and my deepest oh, congratulations for your new position as president. It's so great to know. <laughs> that a leader of your caliber is at the helm of this college. Thank you for everything, Dr. Young. And then I signed it, put my life's verse, and then my name. I wrote, I printed my name. So when he wrote it back to me, I need to send you his picture because this is a terrible version. When yeah. I wrote it, when he wrote it back to me, he circled, and he can't even write to Stuart. He circles my name, so I know it's for me, no duh. And he oh, says, thank you for the encouraging, it looks like worst, but I hope it's work. <laughs> work and great spirit i love you ray wow those feel real heartfelt real quick response bro but that is i guarantee you that is from that exact incident i just Why put all those together write him a letter <laughs> it's not the first time either i tried to I, I had many interactions with ray ray and my dad were close because he was running the bust ministry mm -hmm. when my dad was a division leader oh okay have you listened to, we have an episode where we do the interview. Have you listened to that one where I have my buddy impersonate uh, Ray Young? Um, you got, I'm calling you out here on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you. It is, it's That's not funny. super long. It's less than 20 minutes, but it's him just telling these, because Ray would tell these stories and it's like when we're all struck and under the spell, like, oh yes, mm -hmm. great Dr. Young did. Yeah. No, no, man. Like this stuff, not, the stuff he was saying was not true. And so my buddy just takes it a little step further. He has a story about Pumpkin Patch Baptist Church, about how Dr. Hiles went through like a really tough time in his ministry. And, and so we went, and so he went into hiding and Ray Young took on all the mannerisms of Dr. Oh Hiles. And for like two years, he was Dr. I, I gained the, what does he say? I gained the weight to fill the suit to be the man. It's just it's hilarious. Okay, I definitely need I to watch that. To There's that one, and then it's about Pumpkin Patch Baptist, and he and Jack Hiles is out in a pumpkin patch preaching to pumpkins. <laughs> so Ray Young the night before, he says, what did he say? He says, uh, I, I printed all the flyers for Dr. Hiles. And so he prints all the flyers and said I had to hand them out. So I handed them all to myself so I could say I handed them out. And then, and then the night before, he goes out and carves faces on all 500 pumpkins in the pumpkin patch. And Dr. Hiles saw a great work among the pumpkins. <laughs> it's, it's not as funny when I tell it for sure, but it's great. And then he has one about the tears of all of his men. Like he loves, 
Ray Young loved to talk about Jack Isles weeping. The house began to weep. And so like he says that like over and over in this in this like little thing he's doing, but like all the staff men come in and Brother House is weeping and Ray says we can't let the tears of the man of God go to waste. So he goes out and gets a kiddie pool and Brother Hiles stands in the kiddie pool. <laughs> they stand with tears. And then when they tell him, Brother Hiles tells everyone on Sunday, everyone cries. And then the auditorium, the old auditorium is overflowing with tears. And the insurance prices swell because, <laughs> all right, I got to stop. You know, man, I, so I good. like flipped out all of this kind of stuff. He was one of those preachers I just kind of didn't listen to. So boring. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> he was so boring and he made it worse with those lists on those weird pieces of paper that were too long to be a regular piece because his list was too long and he couldn't use a smaller font and so like this paper was like you know did you have to print any of those no you weren't in the print shop you were yearbook no print shop had to print we would, okay we, we interacted yes okay definitely. um <laughs> so yeah his lists were great they were like hug your mother well duh like <laughs> uh, uh, okay yeah. Yeah, can do, bro. I haven't seen her in six months, but thanks for the reminder. Oh, my God. Make sure you go for a walk. Like, stuff like that. And I'm just like, what? who yeah. do you think you're talking to? Yeah, Ray Young is something else. But, yeah, very, very boring, very dry. Like, but he was the president of the college. So, I mean, he probably spoke to us once a week. Maybe not yeah. that much, but probably yeah. close to it. I cringed every single time I saw his name. <laughs> uh, Dr. Anderson. Oh, my God. Um, do you know how I stayed awake during Russell's Rusty's sermons? I'm going to tell you right now. It's a great trick. It's too late. I'm about, what am I, 15 years too late? <laughs> the way you stay awake during Russell Anderson's sermons is you count the and so's because he hung on to that because Jack Haas would say and so all the time. And so Rusty thought, I call him Rusty. We're not good friends, but I would like to make it sound like it. Rusty thought that if you copy Jack Hiles and say and so a bunch, then you're a great public speaker. A great yeah. public speaker, he was not. Great no. at making tons of money off of, you know, crappy apartments, he was great at. But, like, not a speaker. And um, hard to follow his, his sermons. How about Joe Boyd? <sighs> like, I'm not trying to be unkind and rest in peace, because I'm sure he's not alive any longer. But, like, yeah, he know. was, we should not, <laughs> should not have had him in the pulpit. He wasn't in any kind of state to do, you don't remember him? I don't remember his sermons in particular. Hey, boys, making the shower, babies. That is, and we would all, all week. We were so excited Joe Boyd was going to preach <laughs> because we were going to get so much great material from him. Because he wasn't all like I'm not trying to be. I know it's unkind, but he wasn't. He wasn't mentally challenged, but he was senile. He wasn't all there, and they were putting him up in front of us. It was terrible, yeah. but it was so much fun. Uh, Joe was full of great material. There was so many so many sermons that were very fast very um just like whoa bob hooker, bob hooker was a big that. one yeah and yeah. i was i was one i didn't were have you there when jack jack High, jack scott wanted to know who the hell someone was do you remember that one uh, who in the hell are you If you, you weren't there, you weren't there, you would remember. He did preach one, um, was it damn in condemnation or something? He took yeah, it sounds right. the word and, and there again, it was like, whoa, you know, I, we've grown <laughs> up in a household that you didn't say cuss say words, those, yeah. mere cuss words. Excuse you know, yeah, you don't, you don't, I, you don't even walk the line. You just stay off know, all the way you, away you from it. Way you, far. you don't even say heck. Um, gosh, yeah. one that I learned from yeah. Belinda Gayona. Yeah, no, like, I didn't say was, gosh. Was, yeah. Oh, so, um, 
Where was I going with this? Um, uh, maybe one of his sermon about and condemnation or? Uh, well, it was just, you know, a lot of the different sermons were mind-blowing. Like, I can't believe he just said that. Yeah. You know, I'm turning shades of red. And I right. hadn't had the talk yet. Right. I was 20 years old before I had the talk. I think I was I was pretty I was a teenager I think I was 13 or 14 but and this isn't against my parents but it was very minimal it was not it did not it didn't the talk <laughs> did not prepare me for the act whatsoever I prepared myself oh, so like no really like again I'm not trying to be gross I'm just saying like that's what you had to do like you were yeah you that was prepared. the way you grew up yeah. if you were in it from the beginning or yes. near the beginning yeah and what we've talked about here before, which is, again, just as mind-blowing, is that what you're saying, and you're absolutely right, these pastors, church leaders, um, they could say all kinds of crass statements, generally not about men, generally about women's bodies, but yeah. your parents, nothing against your parents, my parents, anyone's parents, our parents felt great shame in talking to us about our what if what's the phrase our changing bodies like yeah. our parents felt like oh we that's taboo but the yeah. pastor can talk about how a woman looks in a pair of pants and how it leaves nothing to the imagination exactly. i'm sorry that yeah. doesn't and that's a direct quote from so many pastors but like that that's not me i'm i am repeating here what do they say oh that's don't get mad at me get mad at the bible don't get mad at me get mad at the cult pastor okay yeah. so like that's it's just crazy that there's that oxymoronic relationship if that's the right that's not the right word, but like, you know, that your parents can't talk to you about that, but this guy can say this kind of stuff. Um Papa was honestly the best part of any chapel ever, and that was pretty much it. Do you remember or do you not remember? No. Yeah, you do. I'm just saying it weird. When they when um Quoto, Stubblefield, and I can't remember who else would sing to us for Christmas break. Yes. Three o'clock rehearsal, I think, is the mm -hmm. title of the song. I'm trying to remember who else. It was Stubblefield and Quoto. I could find it on YouTube. Three
feel like Vogel at some point was in it, maybe. I remember it was people uh-huh. that I wasn't sure they could sing except for Mario Cuozzo, and I'm still not sure that Mario could sing. It was more of a robot kind of thing where <laughs> it was someone installed it in him. Like, I'm you not... taught some of the music classes at college because I took them. Yeah, just just when the problem I had was when he would teach guys tour groups, they were literal carbon copies of his CDs that were just four part barbershop harmony that was just not that's all it was. Yes, exactly. It was just (laughs) oh my god, so boring. But yeah, that that song. I I did enjoy when they would, you know, lighten up a little bit and do those kinds of skits. Yes, yes. Do you remember when they did um the Charlie Brown one. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see. This is Charlie Brown Christmas, right? Yes, oh. Charlie Brown yeah. Christmas, where they had. Um, I don't remember who was, was what, though. The piano guy. Um, Zachary? Oh, who? Not Mike Zachary. No, no, he was gone by that point. Um, his wife like sang his... soprano. Um, oh, Rocco de Peace. Rocco de yeah, Peace. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Well, I couldn't remember his name. He terrified <laughs> me. He played, was it Schroeder? The, the yeah, piano. yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. I remember that now, yeah. Melinda Gayona did Lucy. Yes. Um, was it Bob Hooker that did Charlie Brown? It had to be. Who else? <laughs> it's him or... No, no, it shouldn't have been. It should have been Carpenter. David Carpenter is like Charlie Brown or Elmer Fudd. The joke was always that David Carpenter was Elmer Fudd, but it should have been. Okay. But David Carpenter is not a, a platform guy, so it's probably yeah. Bob. Yeah. Yeah, because he has no hair. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah that, that was... You know, that was this times where it was like, oh, finally, we can have some yeah, fun. Yeah, relax. But that's, what, that's what's crazy is that's what all of college should have been. That's how it should have been all the time. Yeah, you know, I went into college thinking that this is going to be the time of my life because that's what I've been told. And you that's know, what like, youth conference is. Well, and my pastor, too. Like, he was, yeah. you know, dead set. Yes, these were the best years of my life. He's an alumni, right? Uh, yeah. Lyle? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he went there for 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> but he brought a lot of people through those church doors in the uh, auditorium. Uh, Danny Mendez. Um, yeah, lifer. He was one of... Uh, That's one of his bus kids. Bus kids, yep. That's crazy. That's so yep. crazy. Um, but no, it, they were the worst years of my life. Yeah. To be quite honest, you know, and didn't learn anything as far as Bible. I learned life experience and it That's was it. in a and bubble, life yeah. experience in a bubble. With life experience, but only this way. <laughs> with sexual talk, every single <laughs> chapel service, you know, coming from Scott. Oh, yeah. That was oh. some bizarre stuff. Like, well, have you heard his last sermon? Like his very last sermon he ever preached? Have you? No. Not that you should. I don't think it's healthy for anyone to listen to. <laughs> but I've listened to it multiple times. Yeah. And just to be <laughs> like, what? Because and no one. It's not a video recording. It's an audio recording. But it's on YouTube, and it is the most like you thought Chapel was bad. Mm-hmm. It is the most overt stuff you've ever heard. Basically, the story is. Um, I'm not going to go into detail. It's gross, but it's a uh, a girl, a teenage girl in the ch- in a church, in the church he's visiting, coming up to him for like dating advice, and that's it. I mean, honestly, that's really Scott's mo. Is like, yeah. if if I don't know, I don't know if did you ever have any counseling sessions with him at all? I was supposed to for senior year. Oh, you, know, you missed out. That's great. And I'm like, you know what? You don't know me. I don't yeah. know you. You don't know what God's will for my life yeah. is. I'm skipping it. Yeah, good for so, you. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to have a senior one, but. I think maybe the reason I didn't was because I was barely going to graduate. Like legit, I was one, I was going into my senior, my last semester, one credit shy. 
and mm-hmm. Stubblefield managed to uh, Marshall had a class. This was after you were gone. It was honestly the only class that I think I learned anything in aside from church ed because you learn the same stuff every semester. Mm-hmm. And I, because I flunked out of it so many times, I ended up taking church ed like every semester I was there. Oh right. man, I heard that. No, so not flunked out. I think I flunked out once and then I got financially withdrawn. Yeah. Not, but I cheated. When I passed, I cheated. Like we had to do the marriage vows. I wrote them on the out, on a piece of paper, put on the outside of my binder and then just wrote oh. it down. Yeah, no. Did you That's ever take pastor school classes for credit? I might have. I don't remember, but it feels really close to home. Like either I did it or someone I'm very close with did it. Yeah, I, I didn't get my senior appointment either. Um, and in fact, and again, like I say, I think it's because I wasn't really sure I was going to graduate <laughs> in the four years. Yeah. But I didn't go on senior, um, the senior outing. The senior day? But I was happy not to. Oh. So I, and it wasn't because of Jack, because I was bummed I was missing it. Mm-hmm. I basically took the day off and the money I would have spent and my fiance at the time was very much not happy that I couldn't make it but I lied to her and everyone except Bobby Perry and Nick Coates about what I was doing and it wasn't the same day it was just kind of like I was replacing that day off and the money I spent on this thing I was doing instead of taking her to senior day which is what she really wanted me to do I did this instead and I I went and I will I would not trade it there are very few things I would not trade it and I'm building it up when I tell you, you're gonna be like, okay, that's not what, who cares? <laughs> I went to Navy Pier to a signature sound taping, uh, Ernie oh, House's signature sound taping, and I had a blast. Richie Lopez was there, Manny Robles was there. Like, totally jealous. And honestly, there was like maybe five of us that were my age, everyone else, cause you know those concerts, everyone else was an old head, like they were all 65 plus. What? You need to go, you need to, if, if you can stomach Southern Gospel, that's a fun one to go to. And I haven't been to that many, I've been to little, shows in LA and I've been to one like legitimate rock concert with safety suit which was really fun but like yeah you need to go um, so you were the reason why there would be sermon illustrations right after the concerts for several yeah, weeks but, 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 but listen <laughs> no I didn't see staff members there but Eddie Lapina and Scott Gray and Chris Tuff were all well known for when <laughs> Legacy 5 would come to Portage they would always go always like it was a thing so what a joke but yeah that was my I'm not bitter but that was my big like senior thing that I did instead of and I did it to like uh, I'd never been to a concert so like I got there super early I parked and I was actually there so early that Ernie and the guys were like walking around in track suits like looking at things before like I met him before which was just like yeah it was super cool for me at the time and then I stayed after I took down I found like I do I still have that? I don't think I have it anymore, but I found a sign. I had Bobby. No, no, that was a different time, but I had found a sign um, with all, with all of them on it. And I cut it down from like the signage and I got them all to sign it. I stuck around for a long time after I got Ryan Seaton to give me a tie. I was so proud of that. Um, anyways, but then, but what I had done was when I left, I left in my work clothes, my fiance walked me out to my car. I had my, my suit that I was going to wear the night in the car, but I was wearing my nasty work clothes. I went to the, speedway when you go left and mm-hmm. there's a speedway on your right a little yeah. ways down i went and changed there i should have waited to change that's probably not a good idea it could have been more secretive but i changed there went all the way down into to chicago down lakeshore drive parked did the thing when it was over i went into one of the bathrooms there changed back into my work clothes and drove back to the college 
um, and got back a little bit early from work that night. Oh my <laughs> Just so I could go to a concert where they're going to sing about Jesus oh and not get in trouble to the college at the college where I was learning about Jesus. So oh. uh, <laughs> that's what was so crazy. Like, yeah. what is wrong with Southern gospel music that it couldn't be listened to at the college? I have no idea. You, know, you remember? Uh, it might have been my senior year. Bob Hooker, because Bob Hooker loved to preach about music. That was like his jam, pun intended. Well, because his family sang. That's true. Yeah, well, they needed the money, CD sales. The Hookers needed their money, ironic. Um, so he was preaching one time on on music. And at some point they had, I don't know, maybe they had it from the get-go when I was there, but they had the, the thing, the projector screen thing that would come down. I don't know when they installed that, but remember they had it towards the At the, the college? End. Yeah, yeah, on the platform. That, that was there the entire time that I oh, was there. Was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I thought it was something new. Anyways, he put, he had it come down, and then he put signature sound up on the screen. And so many of us were singing along. Like, we were loving it. We finally had Southern Gospel music in chapel. This is perfect. <laughs> and then he, then, of course, he killed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he killed it and turned back the lights, the lights back on. We all, not all, but so many of us were like, boo, boo, <laughs> bring her back. We were not happy. It was hilarious. It didn't go his way. <laughs> that's oh, an illustration. Shit. It's not youth conference. And that's what I was saying, trying to say earlier was that was kind of the, the consensus of so many of us when we got to House Anderson was, oh, it's going to be a year of youth conference. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't <no>. even close. <laughs> well, I had grown up listening to Scott. You know, he would be at sure. all the youth rallies around. Yeah. I mean, we'd go to... Well, Michigan, yeah, that's home home turf so yeah 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 um so i mean he was that gripping speaker that i always enjoyed yeah. never realized that he was just you know silver-tongued he could sell <laughs> rock to someone in a desert oh, yeah totally. um, but yeah that first year of college it was like okay i can get behind this because yeah. it was very much like youth conference and whatnot sure with his preaching yeah Everybody else's, yeah, um, there was a few, like, Brother Taft I really enjoyed because he would always do funny He's stories. great, yeah, and um, it was very entertaining, even was, as a teacher. Oh, it was so hard to follow him with teaching, though. Oh, my goodness, I hated yeah, his, right. his classes because you had to take notes. Right, and, and he's like, oh, so fast. Oh, yeah. it was I don't know if I passed Old Testament survey if I had to retake it, but yeah. <laughs> you pretty much, you had to just turn in your notes and, you know, fingers crossed, pray to God. Yeah. Pass. yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't even know how strict he was at looking at them. And I'm real sure he but, wasn't. I yeah. found a, I don't have it with me here. I need to stop reading all these things that I found, but I found a, I think it was my sophomore year. I found a memo that I'd gotten that he was my academic counselor or whatever. Oh. I found that the other day. Yeah. And um, I sent it to Heather his daughter and I was like hey let's check out what I found and she's like 100 bucks says he never talked to you I'm like yep <laughs> never had and I'm like honestly I was relieved just one less thing I had to check I didn't have time for that so <laughs> she's like yep that sounds like Chris <laughs> uh, but yeah but yeah I see what you're saying though how like Scott just kind of like it got weirder and weirder the longer you were there yeah I remember one Wednesday night and this was See, we were, me and my little gang of people, yeah, yeah. Um, we sit like as far back and closest to the exit How as wicked. possible. And yeah. it was right in front of Brother Monty Watts um, on Wednesday nights. And um, so there was no rest. I don't have anything against Monty. He just, a, he was a, and rest in peace, because I think he's passed as well. But yeah. like, he's yeah. just a weird duck, man. <laughs> he just was. 
awesome. Okay, I'm not saying he's not awesome. Um, (laughs) It's just weird to me. (laughs) But no, like you could not mess around. No, no, no nonsense. He would not allow it. But um, that wasn't my thing anyway. You know, I'm just like I would count the ceiling tiles. Right. (laughs) Like just get me out of here. Right. Um. But no, there was one service one Wednesday night. He was he was describing men and women. A Wednesday night service. Children are in there. Oh and God. well, you can't do it on uh, Sunday morning. Not that he never did, but <laughs> but he was saying like men are like um, a microwave. You can turn them on in an instant. Oh yeah. Where women are like women are like crockpots. You gotta leave them on for a long time. And I'm just like, how how does he get away with that? Um, and then you know. Staff meetings the next, like oh, Sunday yeah. nights, he'd say something bizarre. And then the next morning for staff meeting, because I was um, senior year, I was doing student teaching. Oh, okay. So you Cameron Baptist High School and junior high and all that. They'd be like, oh, it was such a good sermon last night. And I'm looking around like. Says who? <laughs> you were in the same service as me. Right? <laughs> that was not, no, no, there was nothing about that at all. Good. Um, so, oh. I don't know. It was. That's wild. Yeah, it was near that time um, that he started saying like the the Bible was God was Bible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that <laughs> he was got in so year, much trouble. So. Yeah, that was when it started. I remember that because I got in trouble with friends of IFB friends of mine that were like, "Hey, you know, Scott is talking about the sacraments as being like sex with God. Are you? Are, is everyone okay out there? <laughs> yeah, it's no. That's what it's supposed to be. Like, no, it's not." <laughs> Yeah, and then I don't I don't get into Bible discussions ever. I do have people that are want to discuss the Bible with me, but for me, there's not a discussion to be had really. Um, so like, it's ironic that people want to discuss it with me. Well, not ironic because I talk about religion a lot, but like that whole uninspired or or inspired thing, like that is that's very like that got him in a lot of trouble with a lot of IFP people. It really did. Oh my goodness, yeah. I I remember. Um graduation and to be honest sorry i'm interrupting you to be honest i liked that idea and at the time and even looking back i think like yeah like why would you say because i think the big contention was like can you get saved if it's not the king james version Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were upset by that and he was like no like and i'm not i'm not trying to be on jack's side about anything okay but if i ever was that actually makes more sense than a whole lot of other stuff he was saying and it made a lot of people mad but anyway sorry graduation i I interrupted you um let's see he was talking about holding a summit that year yes yes wanted us graduates to you know commit to going to that and i'm like "Mm, no see i had met a guy i had met a guy on tour and um, uh, we'd started talking um, long distance. He would write yeah. me and whatnot. And Dr. Cowling was like, Shelly, tour <laughs> relationships never really work out. You, you need to, you know, end that. They actually and, do, but. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, no, I'm keeping it, you know. And we, <laughs> we continued on with our relationship. Yeah. Um, so senior year, you know, all the functions and whatnot, I had Are to you? bring a date. Oh my God! So what did like, you do? Well, I I had lots of guy friends, and Sweet. so I'd be like, hey, hey you I don't want to go this thing? with you, but just know up front, this is not a date. This right. is fun. We're this gonna have a our lives, but yeah. we are not dating. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. So, yeah, graduation. I'm like, nope, sorry, I'm not coming back. 
I moved out yeah. to New Mexico and, and have not been back since. Good. So, <laughs> Good um, for you. Yeah, I remember that summit. I think he, he did do it, but that would have been the summer of 07. Yeah, and, and again, I wouldn't have been around. I was on tour, so yeah. probably I would have been there otherwise. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he did do it. I'm so, surprised you didn't have the tour groups all come back for that. You would think. With my memory, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> <Rally>. <laughs> Sounds like he has some bus rally memories. <laughs> awesome. Thing was yeah. That was like a, it wasn't a night bus program, but it was like a bus program, the bus rally in, it, in and of itself. And it was a big deal, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there wasn't much that went on, but it was a big deal. So that was the, the bus rally was, yeah, it was a huge deal. And I've forgotten so much of it. Like, the guys... I'd talk to John Warden or whoever, and they'd be like, yeah, dude, we had, they had like, like WWE type wrestling matches. I didn't remember any of this. Yeah. I remember so, a pig chase. A what? A pig chase? Yeah. 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 Was that Harvest Days or was that, that was the bus rally? I want to say it was the bus rally. Yeah, that wouldn't uh, surprise me. That was traumatizing. See, yeah. <laughs> like tackled by 400 but you didn't have, I'm not saying it's a great idea. Pig chases are ridiculous. <laughs> But you didn't have any of those growing up at all? You guys never had pig chases at the church? No. Oh, Lyle, you need to get with no. it, man. Pig chases. No, the only time I was around, that was um, uh, Brother Vaprazian's church. Oh, yeah, the crazy guy. The chicken. There was a chicken during one of the services. I don't even remember yeah, what happened or what. They, John Jr. always, and Todd has kept it going, his youth conferences every year, they give away some kind of animal. He's given away a donkey. They've given away an iguana. You give away all kinds of stuff. So every every year, sometime during the summer, I'll get a text with a picture of something in Todd's backyard. Well, so what I'm doing this year, here's a goat or whatever it is. It's great. I love it. Finding your people was hard. It's very difficult. Um, and I think that's that's been the hardest part about leaving the IFB is finding that group Starting of people over. that you feel camaraderie with again. Sure. You know, it's sure. like if you slip up and say the wrong thing, then, oh, my goodness, right. we're not going to associate with you anymore. Right. And, um, and I so. think a lot of that is, I'm not trying to say like, oh, you're wrong, but I agree with you because that is something that we've come accustomed, become accustomed to and something that we feel like we have to constantly acclimate to. And I'm not saying like, oh, just go walk outside and find new friends. Like that's not real life, but people are, because we've been taught that we are, you know, above everyone else and we shouldn't be accepting other people. We think that's going to be uh, mutual and other people are going to not No, man. Like I've had so many um, not so many, cause I do have a small circle, but like, and it's because I literally don't go outside. I stay inside all the time. I don't, yeah, my work, I don't have to commute. So, um, what I found even before I was left, when I was kind of on the outskirts and doing, you know, trying to try what we would call ecumenical churches or like more new age type churches when I was on in that kind of place, but I was still very like IFB as far as like my standards, dress, music, everything. Well, not music, <laughs> um, but dress for sure. Um, and, you know, drinking and all that stuff. Like I just I didn't have anything to do with it. I still found lots of people that were more than happy to be my friend, but because I wasn't going to smoke or drink with them, that wasn't like, that was definitely an eye opener for me that they weren't like, Oh, you won't smoke or drink. I'm like, no, like I don't have a problem with you doing it, which was a lie. I did have a problem with it, but on the surface, they didn't know that. And so I would tell them like, no, I don't. So we would be fine. And then we would be fine. But yeah. I think we come from that. I like what you're saying. Like, how are you going to find new friends? You just left all your friends. Number one, you just left them all or most yeah. of them. Yeah. And you're also used to this really screwed up dynamic of, who's going to tattle on me for me being open and honest about my actual feelings and 
you have it's a rightful fear because it's happened to you it's happened to other people that you know people have gotten in trouble people have gotten have lost jobs people have lost positions in the church people have been kicked out of college all the bad things that can happen to you have happened to people because of that and it's a very um very real fear so i like that you're speaking to it and i think that it's important for people to know like not oh everything's gonna be hunky dory it's just fine you're gonna make tons of friends but it's not as bad as you were taught i can promise you and i'm not saying necessarily to you i think you already know this but to everyone like it's not as bad as you thought it was going to be i'm not saying it's a cakewalk oh yeah but there's a lot more accepting people once you open up and you're and you're not like right you're not like oh i can't go here i can't do that and that's not to say like your morals to the wind like oh you want to do a drive-by yeah let's go that's a great idea no i'm not saying let's not get crazy but like when you're not constantly having to judge other people for things that are sinful but in reality are just lifestyle choices no man like you're gonna find so many people that want that wants your friendship if you're really an empathetic friendly person there's a ton of people want to be your friends (laughs) absolutely yeah no that that's so true i mean the nicest people that i've ever found are not in church they don't go to the IFB, ding, 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 ding. you know, um, but that's, that's the crazy thing. Like the mental, the mental battle that goes on, you know, even something as small as touching someone. Oh yeah. Like I was taught, I, you know, you I do I still not have touch. trouble with that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll even now catch myself, you know, giving change to a clerk and it's, it's a man <laughs> and I'm like dropping the money from afar <laughs> because I can't touch them. Yeah, you know, no. and that's so no foreign to yeah. everyone else mm-hmm. where you know that's no problem let me shake your hand let me you know right. put my hand around you your hug. yeah no big deal that is that is normal especially down here in the south like oh, right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that was a big thing for me anytime capacey would come around and i'm not saying anything uh, good or bad about him but he was a big hugger and when he would be at pastor school and like <laughs> and i'm not saying i mean maybe people should keep an eye on him i don't know but like like every like everyone like he would i don't remember what year it was or when it was but he was a pastor school being recognized and a bunch of his staff was on the platform and he's hugging all these ladies and i'm like this guy what's oh. going on <laughs> i remember that vividly i was like this oh, guy has a problem. little did i know jack scott was the problem <laughs> oh, yeah really but yeah, yeah the, the we, touching sorry go ahead we ostracized capacey yes. um because he's totally changed yep. too i um yeah. i was we were we found a church that kind of is more towards what we believe and, yeah. and feel like we're in at this journey at this point in our life. And yeah. uh, he was at that church for oh, a Oh, that's cool. And uh, um, so that was cool, but mm-hmm. totally different than when he was at college. You right. Know? Yeah. That was weird too, because he was, he was trying to get people to come to his college mm-hmm. and having <laughs> him at pastor school was odd. Yeah. It's very, um, yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. I agree hundred yeah. percent. And like when you're brought up, like don't ever lay a finger on that person until basically until you're married, like that breeds all kinds of problems. And with, with our line of work, you know, with you sure. and your, your podcast, and I'm sure you're getting messages lots of times from, yeah. well, I mean, I was messaging yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. So like, yeah, with my, with my business too, as well, you know, I've got men that I'm conversing with right. and yeah, that kind of mentality of you know separation and right entirely makes for that kind of connection awkward um it and it really i takes still deal lot. with that yeah it takes <laughs> so much to overcome that um mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's we're in a, a work in progress yeah and i when i don't we're I, 
to anyone that's listening still, I don't know how long this is recording for <laughs> or how long it's been going, but to anyone that's still listening, we're not saying this to say, oh, be discouraged because life is terrible afterwards. No, no, it's great. It, it's opening you up to freedom and you're much happier, but that doesn't mean that the work suddenly stops. It's just different kind of work. At least it's not, at least now it's work towards your happiness instead of work towards the happiness of the pastor whose downline you're in, <laughs> in the IFB. It's not that anymore. It's just your happiness. That's all it is. Uh, or your family's happiness, however you want to phrase it. Mm. Well, I don't want to end too soon, or I don't want to cut you off from anything you have to say. Um, but this is, I told, what did I tell you? I told you <laughs> that some of the best podcasts are the longest ones. And I didn't say this one was going to be super long, but it's been pretty long because we've been on. Uh, about four hours. Maybe about four hours. Yeah. That we've yeah. been doing <laughs> So that's good. That's great. I love it. I can't wait to post it. I'm not not going to lie to you. I'm not stoked on editing it, but I can't wait to post it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't envy your part of the job. It might be a couple years, might be 2023, <laughs> but uh, we'll get it posted. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I would like to not necessarily close, but see if you have anything that you'd like to add. Any other subjects you want to broach, of course, or anything you'd like to add, you know, as kind of a way of telling you know, telling people your message or anything you want to say? Um, I would just like to give people hope that are, you know, still stuck in it. Um, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to stop being the follow person and seek out answers for yourself. And, um, you know, that, that was my ticket out was just, Hey, this, this isn't right. And I'm not going to just follow along and continually, do what everybody else is doing. I want to know for myself. And, um, you know, that was when my eyes were opened and yeah. I feel like if, if people were to actually do that, um, they would see it for what it really truly is. So, um, you know, if you're stuck in there, ask questions. Yeah. Get I like in. that. I like that because this is a subject that comes up often on the podcast and that is, um, and now I can't think of what it's called. Um, critical thinking. That's really what that comes back to. And we weren't taught, we weren't taught specifically like, hey, don't be a critical thinker or critical thinking is bad. We weren't taught those words, but that's exactly what we were taught in theory. Absolutely. We yeah. were taught that you don't ask questions. We were taught, I remember as a child being told, you know, even though all we had for internet was basically those AOL discs. I remember being taught, don't look up Hiles Anderson, First Baptist, or Jack oh. Hiles on the internet. Well, the Combs thing was on then, Joe, Joe and his wife. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was on the computer in the middle of the house. And it, what was uh, there was nothing I was going to get on there anyways. There's no way that thing was dial-up slow as could be. Uh, yeah. Um, I can get all kinds of stuff now. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, that's you're, you're taught to not question your authority. You're taught to not question um, the principles. You're taught... Sure, you're, you're taught, what is it, um, I feel like it's in uh, Thessalonians, like, you know, question these things to see if they are so, stuff like that. Like, yeah, your preacher will say that, but in the IFB, for the most part, he doesn't mean it. Um, yeah. Because if you really start asking him the hard questions about these standards, whether it comes to music or movies or dress, mm -hmm. and I'll be honest, I'm, I, like I'm saying, it's not all IFB pastors. It's an IFB pastor, he calls himself IFB. He's not. Um, it's a good friend and he doesn't, he's not that far from me here in Southern California. And, you know, as far as like these crazy standards, he doesn't, 
abide by them. You know, uh, his, his wife wears what his wife wants to wear. And, you know, when he, and he gets up on Sunday and talks, like, I don't feel like I'm beaten down. You know, I've gone yeah. to church a couple of times. So I'm just trying to say, like, I'm not saying it's every single IFB church everywhere, but right. for the most part, you know, if you're feeling the oppression or you're feeling that you can't question things, then you are in that type of a cultish atmosphere. And I yeah. love that you're saying that, like, ask the questions. It's okay. And it's, cr- it's crazy for you to feel like you have to say it's okay to ask questions. That's a yeah. basic human instinct. We should all know that. And I'm not trying to be unkind to anyone who's like, oh, I don't think I can ask questions. Like, I'm not saying, oh, okay, dummy, you should know. No, you don't know. You've grown up with it or you were indoctrinated into it. You've been brainwashed. They hate that word. They hate the word movement. Yeah. They hate the word brainwashed. <laughs> they hate that. I don't know if you saw that video. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, I thought maybe you had... Yeah, because there's a similar circle there with the Indiana, Michigan mm-hmm. crowd. So they hate those. They hate those um, statements. But it's it's what defines humanity. It's what moves us forward. It's what makes us better people. Is asking the questions even when the answers really aren't fun to hear. Okay, well, I think we're gonna wrap it up with that. Now that we're four and a half hours in, I had a great time. I'm not trying to say that disparagingly. So let me just set the stage for you guys real quick. I am right now. My uh, Chloe is not here with me. I am by myself. I have the day off of work. I can all day. I can do this. So I've got all kinds of time. She's got kids. She's got, she's got homework for them. She's got a husband. She's got all kinds of stuff to do. And she said, you know what? No, I'm going to take the time and do this podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time. It's been an honor to be on. And like I said before, you know, your, your work that you do here, the podcast, it really did help me. So please don't ever stop. It does it does get into the ears of, of people that are trying to leave. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's, that's why we do it. There's a, there's a few reasons, but that's the big one. So I'm so stoked to hear that. That means the world to me. Thank you so much, Shelly. And any, anyone that, again, that's still watching, we're grateful that you took the time. We just had a, fun, this is just a fun conversation for us. We talked about college. <laughs> we talked about all kinds of stuff, uh, tour. I, again, I don't, people probably are tired of hearing me talk about tour, but I don't care. And, <laughs> I uh, have a lot of fun talking about it. So anyways, Shelly, thank you so, so much for coming on Not Your Mother's Podcast. And thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. Bye.